0: I want you to think about a time that you experienced something traumatic, or some kind of conflict, some big event in your life where you didn't know how you were going to get through it. Think back to that moment. and think about the people that were there to support you through it. Your friends, family members, people from church or other organizations were there to support you in your endeavors. I really think back to a lot of stuff in my life where I struggled to get through and how much support I had. And I think that's a lot of, at least, Americans, I I would say, have this support. At least the, the ones that are well off, you know, people that are going to college and Graduating having you know decent paying jobs, and this podcast is about the people that never had that support so i I did a little project, and it it kind of started out as something I wanted to do is go talk to some homeless people and and see how they were living and kind of understand what circumstances got them to where they were and I originally thought you know like yeah it would be cool to interview them and see kind of how they live and why they're continuing to stay homeless not have jobs um what things are they going through to that they can't get a job or have a home and I thought it would be you know a great learning experience for me so yeah I went to downtown Phoenix um you know rode rode around a lot on my bike and you know started talking to people thing was uh a lot of the people you know didn't want to have their have me record their story or, or talk to me about their story. And, you know, I tried to frame it as if I would give them a voice and they didn't have to give me any specific information or anything like that. But a lot of them weren't receptive to giving me anything. And I completely understand that because... It's their their story and their, I guess, life experience is really all they got. <laughs> so I understand a, a lot of the people that didn't want to talk to me, but some of them talked to me. Um, just didn't want to want to be recorded, um, but I did get four amazing women to talk to me about their life, their experiences, what got them to the point they are at right now, um, being homeless. And these are women who have been homeless for decades, you know, and I really learned a lot from them. Um, and really came to find out that this was more about bad luck than, really any bad decisions or bad choices on their part and i think that's very important because when i think about a homeless person my mind immediately goes to bad choices bad decisions drugs criminal activity and and there are people like that you know there's there's plenty of them out there and I saw a lot of them but there's another side to the story that I think is rarely seen or heard Um, and that's really what I was surprised to find in these women was that their circumstance of being homeless currently was just a snowball effect if you want to say for lack of better words i guess from when they were toddlers you know these these women had experiences from when they were toddlers that basically led them into this life that they live today in the streets and yeah it's crazy to me because it doesn't seem fair. And, you know, as I sit here in my house with all these nice things and a supportive family provided me with so many things and got me through a lot of what I would call tough times, but not, nothing tough compared to what these ladies have been through. It's kind of hard for me to think that if some of these women were born into, or I guess some of these homeless people in general, were born into a different experience or a different family, they wouldn't be the way they are. So I don't really know what the conclusion of this will be. But I really, really want this podcast to be about luck or chance because if I think about it right now in my life, I've never been homeless and I probably will never be homeless. There's probably a .000000 bunch of zeros, one chance. That I'll be homeless in my lifetime. I know that if I ever come across hard times, I have family, I have friends, um, acquaintances that will take me in and help me out. And these people don't have any of those people that are willing to take them in. And And that's what I want people to get out of this podcast is that there are people out there that have No support whatsoever. They're backed into a corner and they have zero support from family members, from friends, from anybody. So this in turn causes them to live on the streets and then they all of a sudden get subjected to drugs and prostitution other stuff that really would have never happened if they had had that support in the first place so that's that's that I mean I just want to I just really wanted to outline this that a lot of people in this world that are homeless are experiencing rough times they really feel alone, and they, and they are alone. You know, they don't have anybody to turn to and say, hey, I'm experiencing this, can you help me out? They have nowhere to go. And I think it's up to us, the people that have the privilege of having a great family and great jobs and education, etc., to help these people out, to see these people to be able to have the awareness to pay attention or, or, um, I guess, consciousness to see people that are experiencing rough times and don't have anybody to turn to and help them out and help them find help, I guess, is what I'm saying. So before I I get any further, I just want to welcome everybody. Um, This is The Human Disposition, and I'm your host, Jaden Ramsey, if you've never heard this podcast before um, I appreciate you for listening (laughs) Um, so this podcast is really about dissecting um, people's perspectives to gain insight into how their experiences shape their lives so this one is is really just going to be me you'll hear me interviewing four ladies um for at four different periods of time um who are homeless in the downtown phoenix area and i just want you to pay attention to what they say and how they really how they ended up where they are um especially the first two ladies they they really had a rough time um from the from the start and i just really think that It can really change our perspective on how we go about thinking about people who are homeless and how we can really um, look to to stand up for people that are experiencing homelessness. Yeah, and I I really don't want to take up a a lot of the time. I'm sorry about that intro, but I, I just really wanted to show the intention of this podcast because I think that's important because I don't want to have this misinterpreted or misconstrued for something um, different than it than it is. So uh, that's kind of why I outlined that. Um, just a couple housekeeping on the podcast. It's my first time recording outside. Um, live, so the audio is not great. Um, so hopefully you can bear through the. There's like some wind and stuff in there, but hopefully you can bear through that. Uh, you could still hear all the conversations, so it's nothing too terrible, I don't think. Um, but just a heads up, a forewarning on that. So like I said, there's four interviews, and they'll just. I'm just gonna have them play. Uh, There'll just be music separating each one, um, and each one will be interesting, I hope, Um, and I hope everyone can take something from this episode. Uh, Really, really appreciate you guys listening to it, so without further ado, let's jump into it.
1: not to be there because I said that right me so I would rather live in a park than be fucking violated wow <laughs> and that's it
0: uh, how old are you? Six.
1: And it's been happening since I was six years old.
0: Since you were six years old? Yeah. stepdad has been raping you? Wow. And, and how long have you been living outside of the house or coming to the park so I that left you don't have to. When I
1: was 17.
0: When you were 17?
1: They come and get me, take me home, and then I pick up. If you knew my pain.
0: Right. Yeah, I can't even imagine. What's one message you would give to people um, that aren't homeless or aren't in the circumstances that you are in um, to help them understand what you guys go through out here, a lot of the people out here go through?
1: It's real life. That's all I know. This is real. like You see the white picket fence And you see the happy But this is reality right here This Mm -hmm. is like real life Mm -hmm. Okay The struggle is real People People don't have homes People Mm -hmm. are poor People are lazy as fuck And don't want to get a job The struggle is fucking real And it gets harder and harder Every day <laughs> I say if you have a home, if you have a job, fucking hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Because reality is this. Right. This is it. It could be you.
0: It could be anybody, it right? It could
1: be her. It could happen anyway. Mm-hmm. People could it
0: it's real. And it's it's pretty crazy that some people are, are born
1: um, into
0: a, a good situation, and you were born into a, a situation that you couldn't really control at the age of six. You didn't really know what was going on, you know? Have you, have you sought out help for like any therapy or anything like that before in the past, or any like programs that would help you, or no? With help, I'm and reliving
1: the situation, mm. <laughs> it happened, it's over. Like, um, this is my therapy, yeah. But it I draws away the, the pain, the feeling. My best friend, she we were on the bus, right? And she's like, You need to call your family and tell them you're okay. You need to go home on Monday. And I'm like, fuck that. Let them think I'm dead. Wow. I've been hurt since the day I was born. Yeah. And it's like, that pain don't go away. Right. It's there. Every day. So, like, therapy, I've tried it. EMDR, I've tried Medication, but this
0: is the only thing that seems to work. Mm. Wow! What kind of stuff goes on out here that is is difficult? I want people to know that too. Like just just being out, um, you know, and living in the in a park or living somewhere out in the open like this. I want like, the public to know how hard it is to be out here and people steal your stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um, on
1: who you are. For a woman it's hard. Yeah. You have to you really have to fight for your you're just a possession. Mm-hmm. Someone's possession. For a man um. I don't know. Like, it's hard. It's hard to fucking. The drug peddlers and the freaking prostitution and the fucking. It's hard. Yeah. It happens all around us.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Sex, um, the sexual industry, the exploitation of human trafficking, is so prevalent here in Phoenix, in Arizona. Really? All around. All the most of the girls that you see walking in this park.
0: Really? Uh, wow.
1: I would say two out of every four
0: are are in some kind of prostitution. Mhm. Wow.
1: That's the reality though. That's when how I, I ran away from home. Mhm. <laughs> I ended up on the street. I was 17 years old. I had enough of my dad raping me and I left. And my reality was I'm broke. I'm 17 and I'm hungry. And if someone pros- is going to proposition me to have sex so that I can eat, then I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to do it. And I remember the first time I just cried through the whole thing. The man threw the money at me. And but that's reality. And I thought, next time I'll suck it up and I won't cry as hard as I did the first time. Wow. That's what I have to do to survive.
0: So is that something you did for a long time? It is. Wow.
1: I was 17 years old. I wasn't going to go back where I came from. So what, was that? what other choice did I have? Mm-hmm.
0: But um, I guess, what do you think we can do for the future? Maybe your situation cannot, you can't go back now because it can't be fixed. But what do you think can be done so that little girls like yourself, when you were six, have it, have a place to go when they feel that they don't, uh, they can't be at home anymore, or. Um, They don't feel stuck like you did basically where you had to resort to prostitution and, and leaving home at a young age.
1: as a community it takes a community to raise a child mm-hmm. and people need to be more um, I don't know the morality in our value system is like it's um, it, it's it's disintegrating like people don't care anymore and so like there just needs to be more like I wish my mom would have sat me down when I was six, seven years old and told me, you know what, this is reality. You're going to be freaking a piece of meat. Everybody's going to look at you. Your virtue is the most important thing that you have, so cherish it. If I would have had that talk...
2: hmm
1: But um, people are more... Apt to be politically correct or be like they don't discipline their children. They let them do whatever they want. They stay out uh, hours of the night. They on the reservation they sit and drink with their children. Right. <laughs> and um, there's no morality anymore. Yeah. I just think people need to like hold people to a more higher standard.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. What would you want for your daughter? Or your son?
0: What would I want for my daughter or, or son? your
1: son, yeah. To bring them in this world and, um, what would you hope for them?
0: Well... I think that, well, I would hope that they would never have to deal with a situation like that. But I would hope that nobody's children ever would feel like they're alone and they're, they're stuck and I they have nowhere to go but got to... got
1: raped at Red Mountain High School. And the school said that it wasn't their responsibility because she was in the parking lot. And really? once you leave the gate, you're not considered, like, it's not the response. But she got raped in the school. Wow. And, like, I don't know. People are just, like, more apt to push things like that under the
0: rug. Yeah. And
1: then, rather than face it. Right. It's time we start facing the fucking reality that, like. Yeah. My son, <laughs> I am. Uh, you have a son? Yeah, he's 24. 24? And I never introduced him to my family. Oh, really? Nope. He's in Casa Grande. He's adopted. He wants to meet them, but I will not allow him to meet them.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So he got adopted by I, another family? Uh-huh. So you gave so that you gave him the to another best family thing
1: to that I could do. I was a prostitute, seventeen years old. What the fuck was I gonna do with a kid?
0: Mm-hmm. So you, you gave him up to for him to have an opportunity to maybe have a better li- life than I than gave you've him had. Up
2: because if he
1: would have stayed the same hell I went through, mm-hmm. would have happened to him. Right. One of the fucking sick-ass uncles or grandpas or fucking would have molested my son, and I would have been in prison for murder.
0: Right. So how is he doing now? Is he doing well? This, he's
1: amazing. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a brand for IT, cyber security.
0: Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. awesome. I think bringing more awareness to it as well would help because like you said I think it gets pushed under the rug a lot and people think that it's just like something that doesn't happen that often but it's happening a lot more often than we think so so I think if there was more awareness or um, talk or discussion about it it would be better to help the people that are going through this is why I want to do this just because a lot of, I think a lot of people in the public don't really know what people out here have been through and they judge based off of stereotypes of you know some homeless people that have gotten into drugs and that's why they're here and um, all that kind of stuff but there's the other side like you said you know another half of the people have, are out here because of something that they basically grew up in a bad situation and never could get out of it, and, and they're basically, their life has just been a struggle from the beginning, and, and that's, a lot of Americans don't have that experience because they grow up in a good home with, you know, two parents, and, yeah you know, and have the privilege to go to school and, and college and, you know, get a good job, and don't really have anything terrible like you have happened to you, so I'm, I'm really thankful for you, sorry sharing your story um, because you sharing that just brings awareness to the fact that there there is people out here that have gone through some stuff that nobody really would have been able to get out of so you're not like some person that's just out here because they made a choice to do bad things you know so um, just thank you thank you so much. How did you get here? Like, what's your
2: life? Been
3: like? uh, well, I was married, and uh, my husband died. and uh, I have a six-year-old daughter that uh, he left me with, and I became homeless. And it drove me out here. I've been out here 10 years. Yeah, yes. and in the last 10 years, my daughter has six kids. She finally got herself together, wow. and now it's my turn, right? Yes. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> that part. But it's a good thing. I mean, being out here is an experience learned for real. How and, so? Uh, if you don't know God, <laughs> yeah. trust me. If you don't know God, out here, you will. Yeah. Yeah. Those that don't believe, make them a believer.
0: So, so kind of explain how how you guys are living out here. Yeah. Just because it's you know it's not video, so just explain. Well, let me to tell you how, how who will listen to this.
3: Let me tell you how we live out here. We live very hard, and I don't want to say I already said it. Even though I got to, can't take it back, I'm going to have to take it back. Lord, forgive me. Hard. It's not hard. Life is hard with what you make of it. It's easy. The only thing we don't have is a bathroom and running water. Right. But I still have life.
0: Yeah.
3: And it's still good to know I can still get up and move. Somebody didn't make up today. Right. And in the midst of that, I still got breath. This right here doesn't matter. This is nothing. Right. What matters is God. Being out here. Yeah. This is easy. Yeah. It is (sighs) pleasing God is more harder. (laughs) He's He's the one that we got to try to please. Feel me? Being out here in the flesh, it's hard to do. Try to please God
2: being homeless.
3: There's yeah. so many, so many temptations of everything. <laughs> yeah. Drugs. Everything. Uh-huh. And it's you ever hear the thing, only the strong will survive? Yeah. And it's a true statement. Right. Only the strong will survive.
0: Yeah.
3: I've been seeing several people out here die. Right. Just from doing drugs. Whether it be crack, meth, spice, whatever. Yeah. And I've seen a few people out here lose their life behind drugs. And I've seen some people do good from here.
2: Uh-huh.
3: That, that has gotten their lives back together. Oh, yeah? And matter of fact, my girlfriend's came kid She's doing good. She works, uh, she has a car, and a house now. Before that, she didn't have a message. She came yeah. her down here home. You know? She got off her bed and went and got her a job and found God again. And God is taking care of her. Yeah. It's a good thing because yeah. she was strung out bad.
2: Right. <laughs> really bad. Yeah.
3: And, and so bad, baby was just, this game. So, really? I'm so serious, honey. Right. It's a shock to see her come to me today and see that she's got some meat, you know. Right. It's like, wow, there is life after this. <laughs> right. And if those that don't have God ain't got no life.
0: Right. So, so where are you living? Like how... I live right here. Okay, so explain your place to me. What do you got?
3: I sleep in right, a you tent. Got, you sleep in a tent? I sleep in a tent, and I
0: sleep on a cot.
3: A cot. I just, I, the only thing is that I don't have the running water, the soap to takes, like, the regular showers that like, do basic needs. Yeah. But other than that, you still live. Right. You have no choice. Yeah. It's either you die, you give up. Yeah. Or you live.
0: Yeah. And how are you eating from day to day? Like how you, what are you eating? You,
3: you bring me food.
0: Yeah. People yes. bring you food.
3: People, people bring me cause I can't eat certain things. Like I don't eat pork. Okay. Uh, I'm someone brought some pasta food. today, right? I don't know what's going on with me, but my stomach won't allow me to eat it. Right. Maybe because of the heat, I don't know. Right. But right now my stomach is not allowing me to eat anything. And this is how I, I live. By a, a young man like you, church, yeah. ladies, they come out and they bring us food. They bring us water. They bring us clothes. I'm with you. Yeah. And this is how I live here in the street yeah. by people like you that come and bring me food. They bring me hygiene's uh, clothes. This is how I survive. Uh-huh. This is how I live. I used to have a job. I used to be married. Yeah. I used to have. I used to have a uh, house. But when you lose your spouse and it takes away your income, so you're left with one income of one child. Right. Struggling. Yeah. So it's not hard out here at all. People make it hard. Uh huh. Just like serving
0: God. Yeah. It's not hard. Right. People make it hard. Yeah. Do you uh, do you think uh, most people out here are, are are just you know comfortable living in their, yes. In their tents? Yes. And yes. Yes. Some. Their... Some
3: have I made this a career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, i fine with it. I've, out. I've been down here 10 years. This is not where years. I, Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is not where I want to be, but I don't have a job. I don't have no money. I don't have nothing coming mm-hmm. in. I don't have no spouse. I have a child who is grown now. So it's like, I have a disability. My hand is broken. Oh, wow. Bad.
2: Uh,
3: My knee and my toe. So it's like, how can I go get work with these elements? And they're going to see it, and they're going to not hire me. Right. So it's like, what the fuck am I trying to do for?
0: Right. I'm still going to get turned down. So you've tried to get jobs before, and you
3: get turned down. Turned down all the time. Mm -hmm. And then they got to worry about your hygiene. Right, right. It's like so many other things, one after another. Y'all, so it just, it just Y'all ain't seen drunk pick yet. up and just go on day to day.
2: Yeah. I ain't seen drunk yet. Oh. They ain't seen drunk yet, huh, no. Choc?
3: No, not from me. Not from you, not yet. Not F- from me. You drunk? <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, Nigga, I still can move around. Okay, wait a minute. I still uh, ride a bike. I know a drunk Max, and this is not a drunk Max. No, it's not. <laughs> I know. No, it's not.
0: Because <laughs> I, when I
3: used to be drunk, I, I can hear <laughs> Chocolate say it. Nephew, I'm, I'm going rob rob you. You. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> to rob you. Nephew, I'm something. going to rob you. Nephew, I'm going to rob you. And he's huh? not lying. I tell him that.
4: And I have to sit and I to hear her telling me. But I'm stupid but see, because I'm wanting to go to sleep. I just he, want to up, sleep. And huh? just do it uh, anyway.
3: Uh, see, I, I, I like to teach, but I also like to listen and learn.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, if I can, uh, uh, if I can, can from teach from somebody here. something, like he just said,
2: now this is
0: not a good place
3: it's hard out here yeah people take your shit yeah you know they take your your ids your makeup whatever something that you got that yeah. they might want right even if it's just a little piece of a candy right if they want it they're gonna get it right up, you know he's doing an interview um, nah. on how hard it is <laughs> it is out here without without the recording just uh, the voice and it's actually this is what we got to worry about. Yeah? Yeah. Police, That's it. They move you? What, what do they <laughs> do? Constantly moving us. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. So, Always so how do they home. do that? They come. They tell you to take down the tents. They. We're already out here in the heat.
2: Yeah.
3: But being out here in the heat, with the heat beating on top of us, is not right. Yeah. So they, they have us take down the tents. They, they do crazy stuff at nighttime. Right. So it's, you should come out here during the day and come see with a recorder so you can see it for uh-huh. yourself I'm serious okay for real during the night you say during the night and the day because yeah. it's different yeah. at night time this is not nearly as half of the people that's here this is nothing this is a bunch of people here at night you can't get no sleep right. that's why I'm kind of freaking confused now I ain't slept in two days people are behind my tent talking and all you hear all night talk 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 so you barely get any sleep if you don't if you right. get any you're gonna hear his generator, so you're not getting nothing nowhere. Right. So it's kind of crazy, but this is how the life is. Yeah. Either you deal with it or you get out.
0: Yeah, and why? Why do you think most people are just cool with with chilling in the tent and you know not working and stuff like that? Because I'm gonna tell you one thing about Americans: we're lazy. Yeah,
3: we really are. Mm-hmm. Society says that Americans are lazy. Prime yeah. example. <laughs> right. I don't see none of them walking. Yeah. Or talking to you. I don't see none of that. <laughs> and they're not gonna. And they're not going to. You know yeah. why? Because they don't know you. And they're not going to give you the time of day to even have that in their face. Right. Because <laughs> what they're going to do is tell you to get that out of their face. I'm bringing it over. They're going to tell you to get that out of their face, and they don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I'm so serious. Especially if they don't know
0: you. Yeah. And if. They, <laughs> I mean, I. I it's a it. rough crew. I, I definitely. <laughs> I get it I just it's want, a
3: rough crew but it's family out
2: here
0: yeah I want to I want to give you guys a voice though because a lot of people you know that are outside of this in the real world like doing working and stuff look down on you guys they his, do your, they you do. guys position but they don't know how you got here right they so, don't so and, and, the... and anybody can you know anybody can, can come here right
3: God wants them to come here <laughs> <laughs> right God will have them come yeah. that's why I'm here because not because well most of us by choice too you know? Yeah. Choice, choice, lack of income, and laziness. Right. <laughs> if you let me tell it, right. That's just me. I can't speak for everybody else, but I know me. I used to be lazy.
0: I worked. I used to have a job.
3: I'm a nurse.
0: You're a nurse. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. I lost my you. license. <laughs> really?
3: Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, got messed up with a gentleman, lost my license. Wow. And became homeless. That's what you do for love. <laughs>
0: All right, Miss Tracy. Thank you very much. We'll see
2: you. (laughs)
0: So how long have you been in Arizona? I've been here
4: since 2012. Okay. And I've been on the streets ever since. Yeah. Had to get, I got evicted once, almost got evicted twice, paid off that debt, and uh, been homeless ever since. And I'd rather not pay rent to a slumlord who doesn't care about nothing but money People who uh, judge homeless should try and be homeless. Right. In order to you know what it's like for us to do this every day of our life, have nowhere to sleep, have the cops constantly up and move you every five minutes. Uh-huh. You know, have you guys see what it's like to really have to hit tough uh, rock bottom. Have no housing, no clothing, no kids, no, no nothing, no cars, no luxury. People who are rich are poorer than the ones that are already poor.
0: So, you've been, home- been off and on homelessness since you were five, right? You yep. say. So, how were you homeless when you were five?
4: Uh, ran away from home from a German lady who uh, physically, emotionally, and verbally abused me. I really? met an adopted dad that sexually abused us, an uncle that wow. abused me bad. My adopted dad's sister's husband.
0: God, so, what happened to your parents? So my you mom were...
4: died at 28 years old in a car accident in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. My dad didn't know nothing about me. Didn't know. You if never I never knew your dad? I never knew my dad, and I finally met my dad on my 44th birthday, and the only thing he said was, Damn, you're not dead yet? Wow. Yeah, my real father, Tatanka Woman, who stands over a horse said that to me. Say, oh, you're not dead yet. I'm like, nope. And I know why, God's not gonna let me die until it's my time.
0: Right, you still you still you know? have a purpose here, you still have stuff to do, you know? Yeah,
4: I just wish certain people would, you know, give those that are really wanting a job, a job, you know?
0: Have you, what jobs have you had before in your past?
4: Well, I have did a lot of uh, motels, hotels, you know things like that. Restaurants. I've worked at Holiday Inn. Uh, I've worked at uh, Dave's Inn, um, um, the Marriott, and the Hyatt Hotel in California. I've worked at the uh, the what they call that uh, the Towers of New York. Mm-hmm. Park, uh, hotels up there in New York. I have wow. a lot of restaurant jobs. I've I've had like you know, under the table things, but you know.
0: Yeah. So what, so I tell people how it is hard for you to get jobs now. Like, what? what?
4: Well, because it's like certain people have the right to pay off certain people to get that job. I'm the only one in my family out of 18 kids that are left.
0: Wow. 18? I outlive
4: my mom, my dad, my own kids, my ex-husband. Wow. <coughs> <Yes>. <coughs>
0: so where where do you where do you sleep at night right now?
4: Wherever I can without the cops knowing I'm there.
0: Right. Which is very. Is it hard outside to take- usually? Huh? It's outside. Yeah, you- it's
4: always outside. It's either at a bus stop or. Buy a building somewhere, you know. Mainly, I just try I'm trying to hide, you know. Whenever I can downsize everything I own. Yeah. And just take what is the necessities. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get me a bicycle trailer for my bike, mm. so I can put my three dogs. Put my their blankets and their food in the water and put the carrier, the dog carrier on top with the dog beds inside, get that strapped down, get another uh, uh, trailer to put my stuff in, my blankets, my pillows, my change of clothes, and that's about it.
0: Yeah. And just survive for another So you're trying to go to Kingman, you said, for what? Uh, Well,
4: I'm trying to get up to Kingman, up to the interstate to go west towards Seattle.
0: Oh, okay. What's in Seattle?
4: Uh, family. Okay. Cousins and stuff.
0: Okay, and they'll be able to help you, possibly? Yeah.
4: They'll be able, and, and it's a lot easier to live up there, because they don't fuck with the homeless like they do here. Really? The homeless can lay on the city sidewalk, and, and people have to literally walk around them or step over uh-huh. going down the sidewalk because people lay literally on the city sidewalk they cannot harass the homeless like they do here
2: mm-hmm.
4: in Seattle even in New York they cannot harass the homeless yeah but here they can harass them all the time
2: mm-hmm.
4: there's not enough shelters they want the people that are in the shelters out of the shelters yeah you know they don't want to see the homeless and I've had a lot of i I've had a couple cops come up and literally say, Well, we need to start exterminating the homeless people wow. and their pets. Wow. Yeah.
0: So so you have you tried to get into homeless shelters before and it's I just have, too packed?
4: Yeah, and it's because of my dogs. Oh, okay. You know, my dogs. My dogs are my priority. They're my service dogs. Yeah. And trying to get help with getting them. There's service vests and stuff. I'm going to wait till I get up to Seattle.
2: Mm-hmm. I can
4: get that done. If I have to, I can go from Seattle to Billings. I can go to the neurology clinic up in Billings and see the old doctor that I seen when I was in Deaconess Hospital. I can have him get the application, fill it all out, take it over to this place and get three service vests for all three dogs. Oh, nice. It wouldn't cost me a dime. Wow. Yep.
0: Very nice. What was it in the uh, neurology clinic? Why were you there uh, before?
4: For epilepsy and a brain tumor.
0: Oh wow, you had I'm a brain dying, tumor.
4: and it's like you know, God's always telling me, don't give up, there. Just because everybody else wants you gone, don't don't mean I do. Yeah. He kept me on earth for a reason. And I'm finally figuring out that reason is to stand up and don't judge us until you've been judged your own self. Right. You know, you, sorry, Mama. just trying to stand up. Sit down, folks. Do. Yeah,
0: what's what's one thing that you, would, you think you would tell people that you would want them to know about homelessness and homeless people?
4: Try and live amongst the homeless and see what it's really like. Give it at least... Give it a whole year to see how far we've been. Try and fit into the groups and stuff and you'll find out what it's like
0: so much. I didn't get your name. What what was your name? My
4: name is Bear Woman Who Stands Tall.
0: Bear Woman Who Stands Tall.
4: Yep, but all my friends call me Mama Bear. Mama Bear. Yep, because I'm short-tempered and easy to set off.
5: Going, getting homeless. I got mentally disabled, um, uh, uh, mental disability, and that's how I became disabled. I had, a, I had some children, and they were disabled too, and we got lost. And that, so we're all homeless. But well, I'm homeless. And it's been like this since, like since two thousand. I, I get in there and then I get homeless. So, um I'm really trying to get out of it. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I'm I, I I hope it does because it it certainly isn't an easy life. I, so all your children are homeless as well and you don't know
0: where they are? Uh uh-uh. uh.
5: I think, they're, I think they might be back home, I don't know, but I don't have any contact with them. Our contact is not, our communication and our um, feelings aren't all together and um, I don't write sometimes when I'm supposed to and I guess they leave or something, I don't know. I do know, Wallapai from up north. Hualapai from up north? Yeah. North Arizona. Uh, it's not easy you get all your stuff together, and then you lose it, and then you get have to get some more blankets and stuff. But. Yeah.
0: <sighs> so you've been doing this since you, you 17 years. Since 2000, you said? Yeah, it's been a long struggle.
5: So, for after I can't uh, um, tell you the exact times I've been homeless or where I was at or, or uh, where I was living, cause i uh, and communicating with those people, my mental disability is all kinds of uh, schizophrenia, and you hear voices and sometimes they don't tell you the right thing. Yeah. And so it's been um pretty bad. I haven't been to see any doctor lately. I have appointments that I haven't been able to see any. Oh, uh, so you do have appointments with doctors?
0: Today. Yeah, I have to
5: see doctor. But I don't get to Cocktail. Okay. I don't help them. I mean, I don't talk to them much. I. Oh my God! I have not seen them too much.
0: Okay. Uh, well, where are you? Where are you sleeping right now? Where are you staying?
5: I stay over there. Or else I stay downtown.
0: At a homeless shelter.
5: Yeah, over there. Oh,
0: okay. okay. So you had a um, just your mental disability.
5: Yeah.
0: And uh, you were working, what job were you working
5: in? Oh, I was, uh, my last job was a hostess and a server.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Or was it a court advocate with the tribal court? The tribal court. Yeah. Like Up the, north, on the wild card. Wait, I uh, think I was an associate judge. Yeah, I was an associate judge with the tribal court. And then I was hostess and server and take out. Take out uh, food. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
5: And then? And then that all went poop. Yeah, but I can't even get a job. I just do um, stick over here.
0: Yeah. Uh. Have getting jobs and stuff before? No, and- mm, well, I would like to
5: start, and it's just a big old hassle.
0: Yeah. Mm. What would you tell people on this, um, something that you would want people to know? about homeless people or just yourself if you had to say one thing
5: well a lot of us are a lot older than we than you think and it's, and those young ones too I don't know some of them are just um kind of like uh I don't know I guess aimless or something or uh, I don't know they got a goal or something I don't know so I gotta reach out to them that Homelessness or whatever their whatever your situation you see them at being so young that I don't know somebody's gotta uh, uh, reach out to them. I don't know what exactly it is. Right. All
0: right. So thanks yeah. so much. I want to give you a, a little gift here as well. Okay. For, for doing this, and my back right there for you. on Gift I Have some gift cards. To your choice,
5: Oh okay. Oh,
0: subway, Burger King, or McDonald's. Which one would you like?
5: Um, McDonald's.
0: McDonald's. You like McDonald's? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, thank you so much. Oh uh, my God!
5: What is it? that five dollars. It's fifteen dollars.
0: Fifteen dollars. Yeah, fifteen dollars. I've seen that. That's uh, fantastic. McDonald's. And um, yeah, thank you so much for doing this. I okay. wish you the best. Uh, yeah. Hope everything goes well, and um, hope you eventually. Reconnect with your children
5: and Yeah. It's um yeah, it'll be a long struggle to get some kinda of information, but um I hope everything's alright. Uh, yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure you- I'm sure it'll be fine. If
0: you keep okay. searching, it'll be great. Alright. Yeah. Well Merry Christmas and Yeah, you one. too. Thank you do, so yeah, thank Bye. you. Alright. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I'm just really thankful for these ladies um really opening up to me and sharing their stories. It was just amazing to try to walk up to people and, and get them to open up to you. A lot of these people are just so reserved because they have to be. You know, they're out on the street and they have their stuff stolen, they don't have anything to themselves. It's all kind of out in the open and so I get why a lot of them are reserved. So I am just so thankful that I got some people to open up to me and really break down some of the stuff they experienced. Um, I think this might be an ongoing project. I might work on some getting some more interviews and just kind of understanding a little bit more. I kind of had to rush it because I'm literally leaving the country for about four months in, I don't know, like seven hours. Um, so I kind of had to rush yeah, I wanted to have more interviews for you guys, um, to put on. Um, but I, I didn't get to that point. So sorry about that, but maybe it'll be an ongoing thing where when I come back, I'll, I'll continue to do it. Um, every once in a while, just, Um, interview some homeless people but I um yeah I I guess I'm leaving the country I'm headed to Europe and elsewhere possibly so um and I'm going to take my recorder with me but I don't have a computer so I'm not sure how I will be editing or posting these podcasts if I do find some interesting people that I want to interview but I guess keep an eye out for that because I'm sure I'll run into somebody interesting um, or a bunch of people interesting so that are interesting so just keep an eye out for those Um, we have a lot to be thankful for I guess I'll say that for sure I have a lot to be thankful for man after really talking to some people out there it's just like man what do I what do I complain about (laughs) I have so many luxuries that I just take for granted every day and that's kind of the cliche thing to say when you talk about these certain things but it's true we we take for granted all the stuff we have um and the people we have in our life really And, and that's the most important part is like I have so many amazing people in my life and I don't know what I would do without a lot of them and these people don't that are homeless it's just like they never did have people that they can trust rely on to be there for support and that's just amazing to me that all they've been through and they're, you know, they're still fighting you can hear a lot of them have faith and, and they're they're trying to persevere every day Um, but it's just hard and and also like the the fact that just natural state of human being is is we don't really like change and just think about all the stuff that you it's hard for you to break out of habits or it's hard for you to get up and go to the gym or, or do do something different in your life when you've been doing the same thing for 10 plus years it's or even a year, you know what I mean? And it's the same for these people. They're human, and they it's hard for them to break out of that homeless state. they They literally have to change the chemistry in the brain to say, I'm going to make it out of this and find something better for myself to get out of it. And that's a hard thing to do. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of brain power to do. And it's as you can see it's difficult for them because it's even hard for them to get a job so i think we if we can take that into consideration and just be aware of it i guess you know um if if we're not going to do anything about it as individuals just be aware that people out there um could be out there just because of bla- bad luck and give them a smile or some extra change when you have it or whatever um something to to recognize them and and sh- and show them that they they are human cuz i think we dehumanize these people a lot and that just adds to their trauma to their pain like the first interview that you heard on here I don't know the lady's name. I never got her name, but she wouldn't even look at me. She couldn't look at me in the eyes when she was talking. She would just turn turn away from me and talk. And that just saddened me because it just showed how broken she was and how dehumanized she felt. My heart just hurts for a lot of these people that just... Never had a chance, you know, never have had a chance. And the only thing I can do, the only thing we can do as people that do have all these good things in our lives and and were raised with this privilege is try to recognize that they, there are people that don't have the privileges we have and try to go out and help these people in any way possible there's so many different avenues you just got to choose one you know and and every little thing helps and I know I'm just preaching here now but it's just like I don't know after just being out there kind of in the field and just seeing a lot of these people talking to a lot of these people it's just hard for me to not feel like somewhat guilty or you know for the circumstance that they're in and the circumstance that I am in just because of what we were born into or, you know, the, the family that raised us. And it's like, I didn't choose that and they didn't choose that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Are people out there that are lazy and just strung out and stuff? Of course. Of course course there is there's plenty of people out there like that and i saw a lot of them i saw people out there strung out i saw people out there just living in tents and and chilling and having cell phones and stuff and you know just doing their thing just living but it's just like that's not i would i would say from what i've seen that wasn't the majority in phoenix arizona I can't talk for other states, but that's not the majority in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, And, and yeah, so I, I know I've talked a lot here, but I just want people to know that be thankful for what you were, I guess, born into, what your family has done for you, what your friends have done for you, and try to give back to people that don't have that chance ever. Or haven't had that chance ever, because they need it. They, you, as you can hear, like they, they, they really fucking need it. And if we can't be in a position to see what we've been given and give that to other people, then how are we improving as a human species? We all need to come together. And work towards some greater good, and that entails lifting the people that are at their lowest up to our level. Help them out all right, well, that's enough of my preaching for tonight, like I said, I'm catching a flight literally in like seven hours, and yeah, I'm stoked about it. I'm stoked about this trip i hope really hope I can get some interviews. For you guys and continue the human disposition overseas that would be really legit um, so stay tuned for that please let me know what you think about this episode and if you think I should continue you know seeking people to talk to that don't have a home, don't have a place to go and getting their background and how they got to where they were um, if you enjoyed it Um, yeah just any avenue Facebook, Instagram they'll all be linked my website Um, yeah and I just really want to thank you for listening I appreciate all of you who listen especially to all of the podcasts because I know it's quite a bit of a long time but just thank you for support Um, I'm just blessed blessed with support blessed with love I'm just doing this because it's something I like to do. So, and, and I really want to get the word out that we are kind of a sum of our experiences and we need to look at other people's experiences to understand them. So that's, that's really my goal. I really want to connect people, spread love. (laughs) That's, that's really all it is. That's all there is to do. Um, and Hopefully we can we can work towards something higher something something better than ourselves. So yeah. I will talk to you guys soon. Wish me luck on my travels. Thank you for listening again. Peace.